You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And this week, Riley and I are chatting with Carissa Parker, the force behind The Dancer's Resource. According to its site, The Dancer's Resource is an app designed to assist dancers with the necessary information on clubs that they would otherwise have to find out personally by trial and error. The information includes audition, wages, manager information, and club vibes, as well as experiences. Along with the app, The Dancer's Resource has amassed a huge presence on social media, providing helpful info and relatable laughs to its almost 110,000 followers. This episode, we discuss how Carissa started the industry, cover valuable lessons she's learned along the way, examine burnout and how to avoid it, unpack red flags to look out for at clubs, and a ton more. You guys are going to love Carissa and really enjoy this episode. So here you go. Welcome to 50 Plus Tip, Carissa. We're super excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. So nice to meet you guys. I didn't realize there was two of you. I love that. There wasn't. She weaseled her way in. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just Danica talking like two different accents to herself. Yeah, it's just me actually. Well, just even running the page, it's like it's like seamless. You know, it seems like there's like one person running it. Yeah, no, you can was, usually tell. There is one person running the page. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> she literally is just here for the recordings. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. Okay. Her accent's better than mine, so I had to throw someone in. Yeah, I'm just someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so you run a pretty successful Instagram account yourself, and it's dedicated to dancers. But I feel like we kind of rarely get to see a glimpse of the face behind it. Like, I had to look up your name and find it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so what, I like it that way. Yeah. So why why the choice to kind of remain anonymous on the page? Um, I just feel like the company, like just everything that it stands for, is so much more than just myself. You know, I didn't want it. I think it's so easy to see a picture and then just associate it with that person and not really get. You know, you get you become more visual people. So we just kind of like prejudge or whatever. So I just wanted the message to be what was what people took away, you know? And I don't know, I'm very like private for the most part. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I also not for nothing, but when I started, I mean, we've been around for like five years. So when I started, I think I was more concerned about like my family, my boyfriend at the time like all of this, just not getting, being out there like that. And then like, as it evolved, I was like, well, this is what it is. So definitely. So when you say the company, how many people are working with you or for you? Or like, how has that expanded over time? Well, I, in terms of a company, I consider us, we are a technology company because of the app. So we, we don't have outside developers like TDR has its own developers. Like I have developers that I work with that are, that are not freelance. They're our developers. So, um, we develop technology. We have other industries that we're doing. So as of now, the only employees or people that I work with are developers. And then like, I have, you know, I have an assistant and, um, that's pretty much it. I've had people that I wanted to post, which is why I mentioned that. Cause it is, 
in terms of like posting, you, you do want to be consistent and you know, it does take effort and I wanted to have someone help with that. And it just doesn't deliver the same way that I felt like I was. So it's just something that I kind of do myself. So it, it really isn't that big of a company. There's probably like five or six of us. Nice. So back to getting to know the person behind the dancers resource. How did you get your start into the sex worker industry? I started as a stripper. Um, I started when I was like 18, turning 19. Honestly, all my friends were dancers. Like, I think it was probably my mom's biggest fear that I was going to become a dancer. (laughs) And I just like, all my friends were dancers. Like, I, that's just kind of what it was. And then where I grew up, like, it was like, everybody's very square. So I was kind of always more of like, not a wild child, but I honestly, I developed really young. So I always kind of got that attention. And then it was just kind of like, what my vibe, I don't know, like my friends and like, it just kind of went in that direction, to be honest. How does your mom feel about it now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what? My mom, I'm like, found out when she walked into the club she like stuck in with a customer but now my mom like there's other women that my mom meets through wherever and their their daughters are dancers and they think like it's given my mom a special insight to the women that dance and it helps her like relay and like talk to other women that do have like she's more open I think she's more open She's more understanding towards women. I think we are so judgmental, especially women that aren't in the industry. Instead of understanding, they judge because it makes them feel better. So um, I think that's that's changed her. You know, I think me being open about it has changed her and unapologetic about it. You know, what are you going to do? You're either going to accept it or like not be around me, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you said that you started as a stripper. Have you worked in other avenues of sex work? And if so, which have been your least and most favorite? Um, yeah, I haven't. I always worked in a club. I did do poker for a little while, which I would consider that. Honestly, I would consider that. Um, it's it. It's even if you're not having sex, it's it's like you're using your sex appeal to mm-hmm. make money. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I did that for a little bit and, um, that's about it. Um, and then like, you know, like, I guess you would call it sugaring if anything, like, you know, you have customers that you'll go to lunch, dinner with, like all that, but that was about it. I'm like, I've gotten to like switching up my clubs and I would just kind of do it as like, I feel like I was a very successful stripper cause I ran it as business. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't really like, I, w- I was good with dancing. I, I liked it for the most part until I would get burnt out. But, you know. Can you explain to us what you mean by you ran it as a business? Because I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand is that this is very much a job. This is very much our business. So do you mind just expanding on that? Yeah, I think time management is so important. I think if you're going to go into the club, you're most of the time, unless you're in California, but regardless, you're still paying to be there. So you, most of your time you, I would schedule, I would run it like a nail salon where I would have guys that would come in. Like I'll meet you at two on, on Tuesday at the club, you know, I'll see you there. And then another guy at like maybe five or six. And so, you know, you have that. And then if there's any money that you make in between, 
then, you know, it adds to it. But I think being organized about it is like you, yeah, for sure. Go and like take your, you know, take your chances. And all of that is important when building a clientele. But I think like, I didn't want to have the unknown. I wanted to be secure as a dancer. So that helped me. I would schedule my customers that would come in. I would maintain a schedule. I would hold myself accountable, like learn how to tell yourself no, things like that. I would always make sure to be like, if I worked day shift, I would always be there like at a specific time, consistency, all of that. Yeah. I think think Riley's definitely correct where a lot of people don't understand how much of a job or work sex work is. And I think that's kind of what differentiates people who are successful and have longevity in the industry. And those that don't is that they appreciate it as a job and they take pride in their work and they take it seriously and they're, you know, taking care of their self um, throughout the process as well. Uh, you mentioned burnout, which is something mm-hmm. that Riley and I have been struggling with this year. Um, I think the mix of like people are coming back from COVID. It's like, where do you even, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have any advice for how to one avoid burnout? And I guess the second part being, if you are in burnout, how do you kind of take care of yourself? Yeah. Honestly, I think you could get burnt out even if you're only working once a week. You know, it's just a matter of like where you're putting your energy. So I think for me, what would work best is like, you know, like they say bad energy scares the money away. So like even if I didn't want to be there or like I wasn't feeling it, but I had money to make, I would just kind of like do one thing that would make me feel good that would like kind of like transfer whether it switch up the way I did my hair and I wouldn't do it for the guys I would just do it for myself you know and I feel like you feel good I think that like we don't give ourselves enough love in terms of like understanding like you could take days off and still not relax because you feel like you're you should be at work you know so I think things like that is very important we have to do when like dealing with burnout. Um, if you're able to like make money outside of the club, do lunches, switch it up. You know, I don't recommend that for everybody. I wouldn't even say that I recommend it, but if it's something that you're familiar with, I think it's a good way to like kind of transition, you know, you can still make money, but then it's, it's, I almost even hate saying it now, you know, yeah. In terms of like, but, um, I think switching it up, trying new days, like before you, if you feel yourself getting burnt out, like don't go in that day, go in the next night, you know, like you can compensate for the days. Don't keep doing the same thing every day. Cause yeah. different guys go in at different times. You know what I'm saying? You can meet one guy that like you make money and then like you're on a roll because you're just like. It only literally takes one that can change your entire shift, your energy, everything. So switching it up, I think is key. And like going to different clubs, like all of that is key. It's like, it takes away dancing, like takes away so much from you because you're biting your tongue. You're like not saying things, you know, it's like the same thing every day is like grueling almost, you know? Yeah. I think that's a really important point you make saying, you know, how you're giving so much of yourself and you don't like give we don't give ourselves love sometimes or the attention or care we need. And our whole job is just yeah. give so much of that to other people. I find that's where I start to 
feel burnt out. And I agree with you on the days off. I mm-hmm. often feel like I'm not even relaxing because I'm feeling anxious about not being at work. Like I feel guilty for not being at work. And then I mm-hmm. find it very hard to kind of come back into yourself because you're so used to being Danica at work. I'm so used to being this person people need me to be. Um, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you. Definitely. It's, yeah, it's, you still have to be who you are outside of the club in order, you know, it's so important that balance, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with the FOMO of like sitting at home being like, shit, was this my $3,000 night or it's a Saturday, I know I should really go in, but like I'm in such a bad mood or yeah, any of that. Yeah, and then you you get there and it's slow and then it's even worse. And then by the time you do meet somebody, you're already like, I don't even want to be here. But that's like you have to, you know what my therapist told me a long time ago? She was like, talk yourself through it. So, okay, so you miss out and there was somebody that spent $3,000 at the night before. So what? How do you know they're going to spend it on you? You're going to hear that another girl made it. How do you know you would have made that? How do you know? Like, why bury bury yourself in the unknowns when it's like, this is what you need. This is what it is. And like a lot of things we think in our mind, it's not even real. You know, it's just like anxiety or whatever it may be. Definitely. So, so we have to remind ourselves of that, I guess. Yeah. And it's hard for sure. No matter how long you've been in the industry. Are you still dancing currently? Or how if you not, how long no. have you been retired for? Um I retired well, I don't know. I was like I guess I I retired before COVID, but I was like, uh, I would have like got, probably like if some a really good customer called me today and was like, go in, I probably would go in, you know? <laughs> we all I don't would. think I'll ever be like I'm done. I'm like a stripper for life. Okay. Like I, but I started when I was like younger, I've stopped and I've gone back and all of that. But regardless of your age, there comes a point for yourself that you're like, you know what? I want to, it's like you evolve, you know, obviously dancing is always going to be a part of myself. And for a while, I didn't even want to say that I wasn't dancing anymore because I felt like, how can I contribute? You know, but that's why I don't show myself because it's so much bigger than me. Yeah. You know, what was the process like for understanding that it was your time to retire and then sort of the phase out of that? I hated, hated, hated it. I hated it. I hated men. I hated getting ready. I hated being there. It sucked the soul out of me and it, I, even if I would like take time off, it just was like, I felt like I needed to go to the next step. And I always felt like I would be involved in the, like in this industry somehow, but I knew there was like something more, but at the time, like I had the app, the app was not cheap to build, but I was still dancing. So I was like juggling that, like working in the club, getting a phone call from a developer, running to my car. Like it was a lot. And I felt like I was doing it all for the app. So once I was able to not have to do it for the app as much, or like I was able to like smooth things out, I just didn't, you know, I, that was the only thing that really kept me going back was like literally the app. Yeah. I think I'm at that point now where like, I, I found over the years, the percentage of days where I enjoyed it and the percentage of days where I was like, fuck my life has like dramatically increase the fuck my life days where I'm just like no matter how much money I make some days I just go home and I'm like I don't want to do this anymore I can have like a ten thousand dollar day and I'm like I'm gonna go the fuck home I don't want to be around people no more I don't want to go in tomorrow um so and I think yeah. I think I'm and I'm, I'm closer to your age so I think I'm, I'm getting to that point where it's just like I'm 
I'm done giving that part of me to people. You know what I do really feel like it doesn't even in terms of age and dancing, it's not really the age. It's the amount of time Mm -hmm. that you're dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could come in in your like late 20s and love it because you haven't been dancing that long. It's really the amount of time and like any job that you're at where you're not accumulating or where you're kind of giving more than you feel like you're accumulating um, you're going to feel that way, whether it's dancing or anything, you know? And I, I just wish we would be more gracious and understanding with ourselves when it comes to dancing. You know, it's okay to not, it's okay to not want to dance. It's okay to, to transition and go back. It's okay. But it's about like allowing yourself that to really allowing yourself, like giving yourself the permission to do it so you can do it correctly versus like undermining yourself or, you know? Yeah. You like instead go in with a bad attitude and you end up basically like, I think is, I can't remember where I got it from, but like slow, you slowly fire yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like you can be your, that's how we're, we're our own worst enemy. Like our energy and all of that is like, like I would have a, I would ask for a dance and I didn't even want to give a dance and I would ask for a dance and they knew I didn't want to give a dance. And like, they'd be like, no, I'm good. Like versus like, I could just grab a guy and be like, okay, come on, let's go dance. And they would just come. Cause it was like, I was like down, you know? And honestly, I think that's how drugs and all of that comes into play because it makes it easier versus telling ourselves like you know what no that's okay you're not feeling it right now it's okay give yourself a breath talk yourself through it I know you don't want to tell yourself you know you don't want to be here right now but you got it you're doing this for a reason you're here because you have discipline you're here because you have goals this is not bad this you're doing this you're here because you're taking care of business you know you talk yourself up into it yeah I I definitely agree that there's been days where I go in and I'm like, a guy says like to me and I'm like, you know what? Oh, yeah. You what fucking. <laughs> and I, and then I just feel Riley's like hand on my shoulder, <laughs> like, like down girl. Cause I'm like, listen, bitch, let's go. Like, I'm like ready. Like I'm in that mood where like, I'm waiting for some fucker to look at me wrong. And like, I'm like, I need to go to the change room cause I will knock a fucker out. Like I am not in the mood. Yeah, today. No, I've seen girls flip out on customers and I'm like, two snaps for you. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I mean, it, it fucks with our money. Yeah. People just don't understand what a complex industry really is. Like the politics and all of this, there's so much more than what people see. It's so much more than what the customers get. And like, it's just, people don't get it unless they're in it. And once you're, that's why people that are in it are so different from everybody else. Cause they don't, you know? Yeah, definitely. They don't think the same after it's like, you've already been exposed to something Like when you travel, you've already been exposed to another place. You're not even going to, you know, you're going to want to, you're going to think differently. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about like how you're getting really, you know, how you start to think like, oh, I'm going to like knock this guy out. And I was just picturing like I had a girlfriend who was in the same, uh, you know, who was a dancer as well. She's moved on to a different avenue now, but it would be like, you could just see the bitterness that like grew in her and you knew that her time was like almost up. Should she would like refuse to take guys for dances if they only wanted to go for one. Um, if they said one, yeah, you hate it. yeah. If you said one negative thing, she was like, fuck you and left. But then I, the smart hustler that I would, I am would go like vacuum up her like scraps and go take them for a dance. 
Yeah, I think you also have like, like oh, come here, mommy, yeah, yeah, got you. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you want half a dance? I'll do half a dance. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, hold my leg. I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one, you have That's age true. on your side, and you haven't been dancing as long. Once you get to like, she was younger and she'd been um, dancing oh. less time than me. Oh, it just Jesus. like well, it she just ain't, she ain't built for well. it. Then you know, one thing that I think we don't even realize while we're in it. What will mess? Are we allowed to cuss? Okay, what will fuck your hustle up is getting a customer that allows you to be lazy. Cause then you Get start spoiled. thinking everyone just hands you money. And like, yeah, you'll attract those guys for a while, but then when you don't attract them and they're not there, you're not gonna even gonna know how to hustle. It's like you have to start over. That used to mess me up. Like I would get guys that would like just like spoil me and then I would be like, Okay, I guess I gotta go back to work <laughs> now and like <laughs> Oh, I just hated talking. I'm like, can you tell I hated it? Like, <laughs> I hated it. And then it just never, like, that's what I say with, like, drugs and stuff like that. That's how girls get so caught up because, it's like, you're subjecting yourself to something you hate doing, you know? And then you just, you know, it's a slippery slope. Definitely. Like, I, in all honesty, like, I, okay, so I've never even said this. But, like, I would, I was burnt, burnt out. Like, when I was done, this was years ago, my first burnout um I would take like a Vicodin and like my thing was like Vicodin I would take half of okay I would drink whiskey fireball and I would pickleback it with a pickleback oh, okay yeah gross <laughs> and then, a weird like, combo <laughs> and then once the shots would wear off I would like take half of Vicodin and like I just anything like and then who knows what else I would get but this was when I was like way younger and like Luckily, I just didn't have that addictive personality to where, like, I wanted it outside of the club. But when you're working, like, five nights a week and you're like, I only do it at the club. Before you know it, you're, like, a legit, like, wild woman, you know? Yeah. But we have to, like, we have to acknowledge this stuff in our within ourselves. Like, if I, I think if I would have just told myself, like, if I would have handled it differently instead of trying to mask it, you know, you would have, like, gotten out of the industry probably quicker, like... There's so many women that I think get stuck because of drugs. I was going to say, it's it's so tricky because it's one of the industries where drugs are like almost so socially acceptable or if not promoted. Yeah. Yeah. Or they help you. Yeah. Yeah, Like promoted or they help you make money or like, like any other place where you go and you act like that, they're going to be like, are you all right? At the club, they're going to be like, we like her. She's (laughs) fun. Like, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a balance. Definitely. Um, I feel like an an ideal stripper career would... I see those girls that, like, don't drink or do anything like that, and I just think that's, like, so great, you know? But I could just, like, imagine how much... How draining it is, you know? Yeah, I I drank at the club when I was, like, first, first started, but I haven't drank at the club in a long time, and I don't ever do drugs, and it is fucking draining to have to deal with people completely yeah, sober it like, gosh like i would be drunk and be like oh i could never do this sober i couldn't even do it drunk like yeah. i could just you know it just sounds like very it is torture draining, but yeah it is torture. i mean but then there are like those days that are just like where you just get your ass kicked and you don't do anything and everything goes in your favor and it's just like it doesn't get any better you yeah. know yeah 100 percent. i find it like it's more so it's draining to be around people sober when they're fucked up, but then for them to also insult you for being sober, which I get a lot, be like, oh, we want a girl who's high as fuck, and we want a girl who's drunk as fuck. And it's like, 
cool. Like, yeah. okay. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not that person. And then it's like, you're almost yeah. getting, it's almost like you're like, it's almost, being sober is almost worse than being ugly in the club. Like, I swear to God. And they're like this. What do you want? I'm going to get you, Chris. Hold on. <laughs> For real. I was a wild child. Like, I was wild. I don't even know how I, like, I don't, the age I am, I don't have any children. Like, I'm surprised. Like, I was, like, <laughs> I was a wild one. Well, what are some of the most valuable lessons or the best takeaways that you learned from being in the industry? You are your own limit. You are your own anything. It's all you. It's all you. Nobody can do you for you, period. And that when I say you, that's living your life, making your decisions, meet, meeting your goals, reaching accomplishments, like the good and the bad, it's all you. You have to go through all of it. Like, And I, I saw this quote and it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like the magic is in the things you don't want to do and like the things you're putting off. And I learned that like the, like the late nights, you know, like balancing between developing the app, all that stuff I didn't want to do with that's like, that's where I, I wouldn't even be who I am if I wouldn't have danced. I probably, my mind wouldn't have been expanded the way it was because I danced. Like you ever go to a store and people are like, I don't know. They're like, um, they can't think out of the box to get something done. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. I don't want to return this or like, I want to exchange this. It's like, they can't do it. Cause like their minds are just so like square. I think dancing has given me that, like it's opened my mind. And then also like money management, you have to learn that as a dancer, you know, you, how you get paid cash. Like you have to learn money management. Oh my God. Yeah. But easy come, easy go. It took me a long time. <laughs> and don't beat yourself up. Anybody who's listening to this, do not beat yourself up if you've blown uh, too much money and haven't learned your lesson the first time. Like, it comes with it. Be easy on yourself, but also hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you didn't learn the second or the third or the tenth time. <laughs> I was going to say, for fuck's sake, put money aside for taxes because that is going to ruin you at the end of the year. Oh, my gosh, Yes. Or someone will snitch on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> tell you, I had to call my attorney because he was saying he was going to sue me and like all this shit. Um, it was insane. So like I put that, I put that he said that he works at Cisco and he's in HR and blah, 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 blah. Cause he did say that. Right. So th- we couldn't find a video. My attorneys were like, unless you found a video of him saying that if he gets fired, because of this, of something that you posted and he gets fired, he could sue you for loss of wages, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, oh, dear God. So then they call. So I'm like trying to think about where I even thought that he said that. The girl that from the DM, I was like, did you hear that personally? She's like, yeah. She's like, I saw a video of him doing it. I'm like, okay, can you find it if you can? She's like, okay. Some other girl sends me the actual video that she screened. He said it on a live. He didn't even post it. He said it on a live and she screen recorded it and she sent it to me and she had him say it three times and send it to me. And I got it the same day. I was like, okay, fuck him. And then that's when I was like, Rolling Stone, fuck it. Like that's when we like went with it. <laughs> oh my God. That's so, amazing. So you, you caught the guy saying what, what was he saying on the live? So he said that he was pretending he was human resources Ew. to get these girls information. And he tried saying that it was affecting his job at Cisco. 
because he was like, yeah. So like, it, it, listen, if you, cause he works at a technology company. Yeah. What a clown. So like, like, even if that's not what you said, you're insinuating it. And it's like, re, like any in court, anybody would be like, no, like you're an ass. Like you said it, you know, yeah. he also said that he's never personally mentioned the word stripper. Like he was hashtagging stripper. Yeah. Like, like he, it was just like such bullshit. I was like, I'm not even worried about him anymore. Oh my God. What a clown. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing about this job too is not only does it burn you out but like the level with which I fucking hate men is like oh, it's so bad and what sucks is like I want to get married I want to have children I want to have a family but I feel like I see through the bullshit that it's just like ugh, like just get away from me like 100%. there's no point in you even DMing me or anything like I already see through you 100% you really see <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to like you want to give men a fair chance but like you just the red flags are like so much more apparent when you see them yeah yo and i hate when people are like oh you just hate men because of what you see yeah exactly i see them in their entirety you see what they want you to see but not all men i do believe that not all men are like that um i do think that the men were the thing is like we're exposed to all those types of men but like yeah, but okay, but then there's there's men that aren't even in there that still have the traits that you can still recognize. Like, okay, you're a little bit of a narcissist. I can tell. I'm, I'm sure there's like women, like you know, guys. There's like some guys that love to date dancers, you know. But like, we have um a lot of the same traits too, you know. Yeah. So. And then the girls that don't dance that have the same traits as us are on the same bullshit. So it's like it all correlates, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So you've, you've mentioned it kind of a couple times here. You have the dancers resource and it's grown to like be quite a successful Instagram page and it's dedicated to the sex workers. How did you first get that page started and did you expect it to grow like it did? Yeah, I always knew it was going to, I, the vision I have for TDR is like bigger than it is now. This is like, and then like, it's all about the app. The only reason I started the page was because the app, I started building the app before I even started the page, but I knew that it was going to take time to develop even to people grasping the concept of the app. But I just knew that there needed to be a universal platform for all dancers to be able to speak correlate, meet, discuss, whatever there needed to be a universal platform. And like social media wasn't safe. And we were not really even out like that at the time, which was why I kind of did the app. I feel like the page just came about and got popular because so many women, whether they dance or not, relate to it. 100%. I, I repost a fuck yeah. on your shit. So yes, it's very <laughs> relatable. <laughs> It's so funny. Like I see my neighbors and like two of my neighbors know. And then like with their big mouths, like shit got around and someone's like, Oh, I saw the dancers resource. My friend posted it. I'm like, they'll, they'll like post memes. Like everyone sees the memes yeah. from TDR. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> but it is important to kind of have those like spaces in a representation. Yeah. Representation is so important. Like, like we were supposed to be like made to feel like we're supposed to be ashamed of it for so long and now I mean I feel like people look at dancers differently I would hope or maybe I'm just so stuck in my own world that like this is anyone around me is like knows like this is what it is like get out of here with any other bullshit but 
100%. I mean, we're all women at the end of the day. And the only thing that's really, like, if you look at it, is, like, separating it is, like, which dancing isn't even illegal. So... No. It's no, just, like, just, the judgments of, like, people that don't do it. Yeah, we're just smart enough to capitalize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's keeping anyone else from capitalizing or doing what we do? Judgment. Mm-hmm. They're worried about other people, or they're worried about their body, or they're worried about that they can't dance, but they want to do it. They probably do it for themselves, like, in the mirror at home, you know? 100%. If they could make money doing it, they would. Yeah. They're scared. We all know you've seen hustlers and have some big dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah, get with it, honey. Get with the winning team, okay? <laughs> so, what have been some of the challenges navigating a safe space for dancers on a very vanilla run platform? Do you have any tips for being to be avoided from being like shadow banned or anything like that? We all know Instagram is not sex worker friendly. No. I know. I'm. That's why, like, I really, really want to, especially with, like, Instagram being down that one day. And then we even got a notification about how, like, it's crazy because nothing was even deleted or removed. And I got that message about how, like, it could be. So, I mean, I would love for us to develop without outside of social media. I There's a social media aspect on the app, which is developing more within the next month. It will drop. But I'm sorry, what was your question? Uh, just some of the challenges that you face oh, navigating the page. Yeah, so yeah, just with Apple, like usually when you develop an app and you submit it to be on the App Store, it takes two to seven hours to be reviewed and approved. Um, it took us nine months. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So they said two Every to seven, and you were like, oh, that's two plus seven. <laughs> hours and you made months I aged so much like I think just because of that year I'm like no like I had this thing has a I have such a vision because they were like no it doesn't mean it doesn't mean usability user experience it's it's um I had to get my attorney come to like find the loopholes with the language we're like we're doing anything that what we're doing what Yelp is doing we're doing the exact same thing we're rating and reviewing the establishments based off of how they're ran we're not discussing, you know, we're not discussing, like, we're not soliciting anything like that. When we added the, the webcams, we had to tell them we're rating and reviewing. We're not sharing the content. We're not, we're not even linking the content. We're not doing anything like that, you know? So I think people just see, it's so taboo that people just see it and they just, they can't, they just can't have anything to do with it. They're just like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. So Apple was really hard to, to like come around. And every time we have an update, I'm like, but I feel like the bigger we get, the harder it is to sustain in a way. Cause there's so many people that get offended by different things. Like what I've always tried to do. And if you see is like, I never really like to make the page too sexual. If anything, we're more of like a funnier approach. Um, I, I think by not ever showing myself helped me figure out a way to like keep us from getting shadow banned because like I wasn't using the sex appeal to get followers. Does that make sense? Like I was using like our followers is so organic. It's like dancers. It's all women. And like women don't follow, you know, the sex thing. We follow like things we can relate to. Yeah. Yours is much more like dancer facing rather than client facing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So I, when you look at anything that really gets taken down, it's like 
I'm trying to, like, I don't even know the stuff that's been, it's, I've probably had three things taken down over the past five years. Wow, that's so But the fact that I have to worry about it is, like, insane. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to start a TikTok, and (laughs) one of our photos for, like, the background photo was just us in body suits, okay? Like, covering more than a bathing suit would, and it got taken down. Our account got, like, shadow banned, and, like, they were, like, you're one step away from getting, like, your account deleted. I was wearing a fucking it's body suit. It's, like, it's illegal to be a woman on social media. hundred percent. That's a that's like, perfect way of putting it. Because men don't have their shirts. You see men in a thong and they think it's funny and blah, blah, blah. And like a woman in a thong, she gets flagged. It's like, it's really sad. It's really sad to see that like all of this is happening and like all these men run this. And like, ugh. I just wish people understood the value of the app. It's the only app that's owned and ran by a woman and a Hispanic woman at that. So like it's the game is different on this app. Like Instagram, they have like, you know, they have men and women and like, they have to worry about all that extra stuff. Like like on that app, we're able to do, to do more. Our objective is different. The objective that TDR has is able to be met on the app because like, we're not worrying about selling stuff and all of that because Instagram's already had to answer to that. So they're more strict on it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't like caught on, uh, the dancers resource app, um, it's an app for those who don't know, it's designed to help dancers find clubs, including the information on the club, audition wages, manager information, the vibes, the experience of those who dance at the club, Pretty much just like a, yeah, a club tell Exactly, like rate, review your club. We have end-to-end encryption coming within the next month. So like Telegram, WhatsApp, all that stuff that you're protected, that's going to be on the app. So women can discuss, can book job, whatever they want to do, they're going to be able to do that and be protected on the app. I love that. So that's mm-hmm. like, that is like, I think that's going to be like, the game changer. Cause I know like I have chats on, like, I don't know if you guys use Keiko or anything like that, but there's so many underground chats. Oh, there's so many underground chats. And the fact that you don't even know shows that TDR, like we're going to bring that to a safe space to where it doesn't have to be underground. And you're going to have chats, live chats for like sugar babies, her state, her area, like their live chats. Like how's the club right now? This person's here. This person's here. Like That's we're going to be able to see who's working, all that stuff. So what made you want to create the app in the first place? And were there any kind of defining experiences that made you go, okay, I want to make an app like this? Yeah, just being disrespected, just not getting paid out correctly, knowing that like if I got assaulted, I couldn't go to the police and the club wouldn't do anything about it. So there needed to be something amongst us to avoid it. And it wasn't even, it was just more about protecting women, protecting each other, knowing like if this door guy's here he's gonna steal your stuff so be more on key make sure you count your money when this dj you know when this dance counter double check you can't get too drunk on this night he steals those are things that we needed to know amongst each other yeah it's really wanted to get it really sucks that like we're forced to protect ourselves in that way because there's no one else to go to Oh, you know what? I have a okay. So I have something I'm dropping. It's it's called the self care um, self care package. It's a monthly subscription. So each month you'll get the first month. Everybody's first month when you first subscribe, you get a taser. But each month you get 
one thing to make you feel safer, two things to make you feel cuter. Um, we have two things to make you feel cuter, one thing to make you feel safer. There's so many other things. We have um, one TDR piece. We have, um, and then like whether it be, I'm trying to think. Oh, we have hangover glasses. So this month, every like we have a taser, hangover glasses, like sunglasses, a cute anklet, a TDR like long sleeve shirt with our love languages on it. And then, um, I'm trying to think. oh, two pairs of lashes, like, from this lash company. So we have, like, so it's a monthly box subscription of just, like, things that you would, like, like to have and that you just don't get around to buying, but that you can apply at work, that will keep you safe, whatever it is, comfy, one, like, a little bit of everything. So, and then eventually what we're going to do is we're going to be using and, like, putting stuff in the box that our dancer-owned companies female-owned companies, brands that are, like, you know, amongst us. And that's what we'll be buying and putting in the boxes. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. so this will be coming out November. Oh. November? Late, oh, okay, yeah. Mid-November. So um, we'll already be out. Yeah, you'll then. already be out, but we'll make sure to add a link in that in um, the yeah, description. Yeah, send me your addresses so I can send you guys boxes. We oh, would love yeah. I'm, like, really excited about it. Yeah, yeah I'm dope. really excited. That yeah, would that's be Awesome. awesome. Uh, so you were saying kind of what, what triggered you to want to make the app was pretty much just like just exploitation at the club and, and not feeling safe and needing to cover your own ass and, and want to protect yourself and the people you care about. Um, for people who are just either a new dancer or just starting at a new club, what do you think some red flags are at the club where you'd be like, okay, maybe this club isn't a good place to be working? If the manager tries to flirt with you or tries to leverage any type of sexual, exposure towards you run because he's just doing that or don't give in and see if you get hired just don't give in and if he doesn't hire you because of that then you're better off without it and if he does hire you he's not going to try it again because he's going to know he can't get with it you know yeah definitely um so that's one and I'm trying to think of red flags um should you be expecting like a contract from clubs? Um, yeah, you should. Like, you want them to take your social and all of that. I don't know. I think because it's such a cash based business and like all that contracts and all that stuff isn't really that, it doesn't play that big of a part. That's for them. Mm-hmm. That's all for them. So, like, I mean, think about it. Like, when we get fired or when we get fined or whatever, we get in trouble, nobody pulls out their contract and is like, excuse me, (laughs) I'm going to hold you liable for this. You know, where are you going to go? To court? Like, come on. So, like, I don't think contracts are that important to me because, like, are they even, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're not applied. But I do think, like, that and then, like, if the staff, I don't know. I don't like when the staff is, the staff itself is, like, so close that they're like against the dancers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have been to those clubs. I don't like that shit. You have. I the, hate that shit. Yeah, you have the divide between like the dancers and then management and like bartenders and, the staff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't like that shit. Oh, and if the if they let the bartender or the waitress or anything go on stage, they don't give a fuck about you. Ooh. Like, stay away from that club too. Whatever club that is, like, I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the opposite end, what are some good indicators of good clubs to work at? Um, you can tell. So what I think is a good indicator is if the manager is, like, 
the main person. There's one person in charge. That's a manager. Like you can tell the way the club is going to operate just off the manager. So if you get a good feeling from the manager, I think usually like if the managers, I know this is like, maybe this is like ageism or whatever it is, but like when the manager is like a little older and has been in the industry longer, they're able to be more partial to like everyone involved. And usually like when they're younger, they don't have as much experience. I feel like they're, they're more emotional. They have something to prove their egos involved. And like, I don't like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, when you walk in the way that the door girl treats you, um, will kind of tell you the way that they treat the girls at the club. You know, you can tell a lot. I think I'm trying to think what are the top indicators of a club? Like whether it's going to go over or under, I would say the dances, the cost of the dances. Oh, if the club has a lot of specials, that I think is like a big one. Like if they run a lot of specials, they're probably like slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like two for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two for one. I think that's like a, so if they have a lot of specials, if the bouncers are rude, that's a super indicator. That is like, if the bouncers are rude, they know that they can treat you like that mm-hmm. because it's allowed. hundred percent. You don't even have to get in the club to know that. Yeah, Definitely. So do you have any advice for strippers who are at a club that they're not being treated fairly or have, you know, these red flags come up, but they don't have any other club options in their area? Um, what would I, then may, and, and they want to continue dancing, then they need to consider traveling for dancing um, and do it on a like this, you know? work a few days, then go back Mm -hmm. home for a few days. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what area. Because I do come into, I do get DMs of girls. I like, there's no clubs in my area. I don't have a car. I don't have this, you know. And it's like, I don't know. I think I would sell pictures of like my feet or something on the internet. My asshole. (laughs) Save all the money. We actually just we actually (laughs) just got our bleach. (laughs) Yeah, we just got our assholes bleached, so we good. (laughs) Yeah, we asked me to send one. I'll just use your photo. (laughs) Who would know? No one would know. (laughs) You know, it's hard. But do you see how like sex work is sometimes the only option for women? that are in situations like for me, that was the only way I would have ever done anything was through stripping, to be honest. Cause I don't have the capacity to sit and learn. And like, you know, like clearly I couldn't even answer your DM. Like I'm more of a doer, you know, <laughs> but like I get it. But like for me, that was, I, it saved me a hundred percent saved me, but you also have to have that discipline within yourself. It doesn't even matter how you look. I always say this, the things that are going to make you the most money in dancing, money cannot buy. Like you have to have that discipline. You have to have that internal strength, you know? A hundred percent. I always said too, like looks are such a minute part of success in the, in the club. Everybody, yeah. Everyone's attracted to different stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, like the prettiest girl that has the biggest attitude is probably not making a lot of money. Yeah. 
real talk, you know? Yeah, 100%. I've seen uh, some recent TikToks about, um, you know, just like on strip talk, just like people talking about their night and stuff and the comments of like, you know, people being super rude to like, oh, this is, it looks like, you know, anyone can be a stripper. Um, you don't have to be like a 10 to be a stripper, but like, the thing is they're making money somehow. Like if this is sustaining their life, like it just goes to show you that like, yes, looks are important, but you can outweigh a lot of things. Yo, we wish it was all about looks. Fuck. Like <laughs> I wish it was For all about real, looks. Okay. <laughs> Girl. Cause I would have to be like this. Yeah. yeah. Girl, I wish it was all about looks. Damn. <laughs> and when it is, I mean, even when it is, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and even you know? when it's not, ugh. <laughs> right? Double. But now I gotta tuck to your ass. He's so bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I was burnt the fuck out. Like, I was just burnt out. Like, couldn't do it. Even, like, dating took a while for me to come around. I mean, I'm not, I don't even date now. Like, I've just, I think you just become very independent as a dancer. You focus more on, like, yourself. Like, my biggest goal is, like, building my foundation. Because I just don't... My biggest fear is to literally rely on a man. And I'm all for, like, getting money from guys, all that stuff. But you don't want to rely on a man. You just don't want to do it. To, to, sustain, to sustain your life is, like, it's not mentally good. Well, to rely on anybody... Yeah. And I think women that dance and like are in this industry, we think outside of the box and we're able to do like we're doing it, you know? hundred percent. I think there should be more respect. Girl, but, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Preach into the choir. Like yeah, there should definitely be more respect. No, it's so true. Like we women are a man's weakness. So I don't blame them for being trying to control us the way they do. I get it. Like we are their weakness. So it is like every politician, although I'm sure every politician has a little side thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that if if he got exposed, like look at Monica Lewinsky, which I feel like bad for her. Like oh, she, she got totally done fucking dirty. Out. Awful, awful. And like she even has her show up. But like um, the Clippers owner, his side chick, like you come on, like everybody's like kryptonite every man's kryptonite is always going to be a woman mm-hmm. always uh-huh. it'll be a woman or it'll be over a woman always yes the power we have <laughs> yeah, it's the women that like other women are talking shit about always you know 100 percent. uh so before we get to our last three questions here are there any other projects in the works you have your monthly package coming out soon but yeah the self-care package so go sign um, up to that. So it's basically like for to you from you, you know, like it's just something that you can just come home to um, in the middle of the month and be excited about. I'm excited to get it out there. No, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We're excited to receive ours. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, and uh, the only Sign thing after up. that is just the end-to-end encryption for the app. That I mm-hmm. like have I pray on that. Like that's going to be a game changer because it's going to allow so many more women to have access to each other in real time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And like you can follow each other. You can like you don't even need social media to discuss work. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so, before we let you go, we have three rapid fire questions for you. 
The first one is, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet but want to try? Sex in a public, not a public restroom, but like a restaurant where like it's super packed and busy and like, on you know, and I'm just like, come on. And then yeah. <laughs> follow me. <laughs> yeah. Like something like that where it's like everybody's outside, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hot. What is Thanks. one thing you've tried sexually that you w- probably wouldn't do again? Um, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to say that. Um, can we just say car sex? Because I've done some freaky shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. I love watching our interviewees' faces change when we ask that question. Um, it is just because they're like thinking back and they're like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> I can't say that. I, I can't say that. Chaz, I didn't like not worrying with that, but like I've done some freaky shit where I'm like the next day I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah like, I can't do that. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> and the last one here. Yeah. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I think I would just talk about like women. I would say that as women were so I know this sounds so cliche, but like as women were so much stronger together. You know, and, like, you take away everything that makes us different and, like, we're literally the same person going through things, like, and, um, like, when you see a friendship group and all the friends are super successful, they're powerful together, you know? I think I would, and I would say download the app. Yes. Yes, y'all got to download that app. But for definitely, sure. I don't know. I would have to think it through. Like, if that, if someone asked me, I would be like, ah, ah. Like, I wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> but I would have to, it would be something along those lines mm-hmm. for women, women empowerment. And like, I think I would honestly say like, your life is as good as you choose to see it. That's like something that I really think is so like, I was, as I'm getting older, even lately, I just, things aren't even always going perfect, but I'm just so happy and grateful and thankful for the little things. It just makes my life so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Those are some good tidbits. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, Miss Carissa Parker, where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Carissa Parker underscore. And then the dancers resource seven times a day, 30 <laughs> times a day. Um, and then on our, our app, the dancers resource, I'm on there. I'm always in the dressing room. I'm always like shooting the shit with everybody. Um, that's about it. Awesome. And Riley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Riley Divine. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Thank you, Krista, so much for coming on. I absolutely Thank adore you your page. Me. Yes. Your mm-hmm. app's it awesome. So I'm so glad we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Such <laughs> a good time. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you. I love what you're doing. I mm-hmm. love the the spaces you're providing for women in the industry it's much needed and much appreciated so kudos to you, Thank you. yeah i appreciate it it's awesome have a wonderful week and happy whoring bye bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>